Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Dream Theme Thursday. It's Friday tomorrow with questions, and I got a ton of questions already. And we got a ton of dreams today. It's so cool. It's like, you know, the more we know, the more we want to know. Isn't that how that works? We start asking questions and things just keep growing and growing. But I have a ton of dreams today, so I got to get started or we are going nowhere. I have um, a question. It says, good morning, Nadia. Is lucid dreaming coming from out of the veiled part of our souls? A friend stated that while in a deep sleep, he has control of his actions and knows it. Could we be evolving the manner in which we dream? Much love, Eliana. All of our dreams, in a weird way, are from, we we don't have a veil. That's why we're doing crazy stuff in them. We're flying. Animals are flying. Animals are talking. We're we're not talking, we see our die and we're still alive and that's because we are still alive and we actually never die, but the body will die. So all that stuff, we have evolved. It's hard to control your actions in a dream. Um, he may be able to do it. There have been a lot of studies where people tried to do it and the best they had for even people remembering their dreams on a regular basis, although people can get to the point where they are like conscious of the unconscious. They, they wake themselves up at certain times or he's saying in a deep sleep, um, he has control. There's times where in my dreams I was able to say, oh, no, I don't want to do that and rewind. And that happens on and off, but I have never had control of it. Um, some people say they do in, in controlled studies, controlled studies of having control. Um, but other than that, I don't know if we've evolved, don't know if we need to, because depending on what's going on in your life or in your heart, or you're trying to figure something out, sometimes we, the dreams, sometimes, most of the time, the dreams that we have directly relate to what's going on. It's like trying to help us out somehow. And sometimes it just gives us perspective because the dream is so god-awful in the dream. You know, it's like people you love die and all this stuff is happening and you wake up and you're just grateful to be okay again. So sometimes it works out like that. But to be able to control it, other than there were times I remember being conscious and saying, you know, oh, I want it to be this way and I would like if this could happen and I, you know, would want to get myself out of a situation. But I don't know if that was part of the dream or I was controlling my dream. Um, But it is the veiled part of us. And the veiled part of us is veiled for a reason. Um, If we were not, we would never have the questions we have. We would know everything the way I did the night I saw Christ. I knew everything, and I didn't know anything anymore. So probably the, my best guess is that I was not veiled when I saw him, and then I was again when I didn't. Because now when I see him, I'm just me. I, I, I don't 
know everything he knows or know everything that exists, not just that he knows. And that doesn't happen. But it did the night that I saw him. I knew everything. He left. I didn't know everything anymore. But I did know our capacity. I did know, wow, there's so much we don't know. And I killed myself trying to get to that unveiled part. But I wanted to just see if I could remember it because I knew it in that moment. But in truth, we know it when we go home. Same thing. And I don't, you know, want to leave here yet to know the rest of it. I'd rather find it out by living here. But can we be evolving in the manner in which we dream? We probably can. If he can do it and he's conscious of it and he knows he's doing it, that's interesting to me. And I don't know if I could answer that question 100% for you um, yet. So we'll see if I get an answer and Christ tells me anything, I will share because I don't have that. I have another dream and it's from Liam Colleen. He's like dream theme. I had a dream. I was on a ship. There was a wise man showing us the ropes. It seemed very dangerous that we could die at any time. He was signing old songs, centuries, years old. He was talking about other boats, men or other boats who were dangerous, making, meaning not safe. I then walked away off the boat because he wasn't very wise. After all, I was with my friend. I'm meeting tomorrow for coffee. It was dark, and I seemed to have traveled into the future. My friend wanted to walk in the dark to his house, but we were confused because it was future, and I was, and I suppose the roads were different. So we decided to go to my house. I went in and there was a picture of me on the wall with another young man and it looked like we were traveling to Asia in the picture. It seemed he was a love partner. Even in the dream, I was trying to remember the young man from the picture in case I'd met him in the future. So we went to my parents' room. They were asleep, but I woke them up, very moist and clear. She was a bit older and my dad too, and she seemed to pause before she replied like, say, like she was saying, Weighing, like she was weighing me up. Reply, like she, okay, I don't know what weighing me up, but maybe waking you up. She asked for the time. I said it was seven, ten to seven. I asked, had she worked? She said yes. Then I walked into my sister's room and there was my sister with her children. She didn't have any as present, but she's getting married next year. I think there were four kids and one three and a half years old. Then I saw my granny. She's my oldest grandparent alive. She's 92. She rushed, then she needed the loo, but she was connected to a catheter bag that ran down my leg. She started to pee, and the pee was getting on my lower leg. She seemed sorry, but relieved. My granny in real life is bedbound and being looked at after my aunt, my uncles and mom. I then awoke. It's an interesting dream because it was like an inventory dream. You run into everybody and a lot of people coming in and out. And it feels like it just, you know, mundane things that are just happening. But being on the boat with the, with the old man and him telling you stories about how dangerous things can be and we could all die at any time and 
he was singing old songs, you know, that were very, very old. And he was talking about, you know, other boats and men who were dangerous, making that safe. And then you decided, hey, that's not where I need to be. There's too much there. And it's not safe at all. And he's not wise at all. And you're able to discern, okay, that's not okay. But the biggest thing in the dream, thing around you just feels kind of somewhat normal. But it wasn't what's going on today. It's like a futuristic dream that everybody's lives are okay. Everybody's going on and just doing what they do, whether your sister has children now or not and will or not. It doesn't mean you know the future, but it shows you a future. It shows you everybody's future. You know, grandma's not doing well. You know, mom is doing great. Parents are asleep. I have a friend. There's a picture with me with someone, and it looks like we're together. It's like everybody is okay. This is one of those dreams. has a lot of detail, but at the end of it all, everybody is okay, including crazy, weird, or, you know, unjust. You just were you. Life went on. You have a friend. You may have a partner. You're open. Your sister, married, she may have children. Open. Open energy. Everything, everyone's growing. Even grandma tries to get up, goes to the bathroom. Yeah, she might have got you a little bit, but everyone's okay. Business as usual, meaning your life. Business as usual. And I'm sure the fact that there was just a, by the way, picture of you with someone allows you to see yourself with someone. Like, okay, that's not a big deal. It's a picture on my wall, which is the result of a relationship, right? So it's just just business as usual. You're doing great. Keep going. It's crazy how sometimes really long dreams and they just repeat to you that everything is okay and always will be. Kind of interesting. So I hope you, you like dream. I, I wonder if when you woke up, you felt like, yeah, old hat. My life is good. Good to feel that. So thank you for sending that in, Liam. I have another dream. It says, good morning, Nadia. Another anonymous dream. I was with my partner and we got robbed. A gang of half-minded teens took all our money and belonging. I was especially upset about them taking my computer and my laptop. It had all my business info on them. My partner held my hand and reassured me that we were okay. Then my mind shifted and suddenly I was more concerned about the crazy robber's well-being than my own, especially as I realized they were clueless about they had inflicted upon themselves. I tried mothering them, but they had no ability to comprehend. I woke up feeling still upset and losing my data on my computer, but I had already started to get over it. Thanks for reading. Love. Well, actually, this dream is a huge dream. Again, these short little burps, right? But what this dream is telling you is no matter what happens, you're still going to be okay. You're still going to be okay. But the bigger part of the dream is 
make decisions. I know it sounds weird because you got robbed by these crazy kids and that can happen to anybody at any time. But actually random robberies aren't as common as people knowing you who take things. So it's good that that was random. What that's saying is that everything in your life is okay and anything weird that comes will come from the outside in. It's not somebody you know. There isn't anyone around you right now that's trying to hurt you, get in your way, put roadblocks in front of you. And the truth is, you actually, by saying, I started getting over it, you're starting to get out of your own way. Because those robbers are the random things that were allowed to get in your way before. This crazy thing, that crazy thing, this happened, that happened. I'm upset with these people. I'm upset with those people. But now you're saying, hey, you know what? I'm okay. Okay enough to say, huh, I wonder how those robbers are doing. I wonder how they're doing. Now you have compassion, which is great. And you realize that what they did is going to hurt them more than it's going to hurt you. And then you realize you can't, what is it? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. They just couldn't understand you. Then when you woke up, you were still feeling upset, which would be normal, which is good that you still feel upset that, wow, I don't have my computer. But then you're like, but I'll, I'll be okay. So this whole dream is also like the one ahead of yours, Liam's dream, business as usual. Whatever comes my way, I can handle it. Enough to have compassion back. Enough to say, yeah, that really stinks that I lost everything. Nobody wants to. My God, I lose my phone. I'm thinking everything that's in it. Where am I going to retrieve this and that when I'm not home? My lifeline to everything. Everything from banking to who I call to my emails to my work to checking my social media to everything. It's not a phone anymore. It's, it's a computer, a handheld computer. But if I did lose it, I would have to deal with that and I would be okay. After the panic part like you had in your dream. And I know what it feels like because one time I lost it by choice. And it still gave me that panic that then I got over it in a ride home. Took me like half an hour. I didn't even make it home yet. But my son was leaving to Puerto Rico to play baseball. And his phone, we were trying to get it to um, get the international calling on it or at least where the charges weren't because in one company they did charge and in another they didn't. And we were trying to transfer it. And for, we went three days early and still before he left, they were still trying to do it for us. And we were on the phone with Apple on the way to the airport and I had to drop him off and his phone didn't work. Something they did turned it off. And I thought, I can't send him to Puerto Rico without a phone. And I literally took my phone and handed it to him. 
And he left with my phone. And my daughter looked at me and goes, I can't believe you just did that. I said, well, what am I going to do? I can't send him on a plane without any kind of communication. There's nothing on that phone more important than he is. And like you just said in your dream, you already started to get over it. It surprises us. It surprised me. That's a really good dream, a really good sign dream, the same as Liam's dream, that you can take what comes to you. Big growth dreams right there. They seem mundane and there, but they're, they're big <laughs> dreams. So great. And I know you're anonymous, but I wish you well. You're, you're on your way. I have another dream. Um, let me see. Oh, okay. That one is for tomorrow's. I have questions for tomorrow's in some of them. But this one is, I have a dream. It's not anonymous. So this is Maria from um, across the pond in London. And it says, in the dream, I saw myself changing clothes, looking for something to wear. And I couldn't find the right clothes to suit me. So I wore what was there and just forgot about it and went along somewhere. I was watching people running in the school stadium and remember feeling sad and I tried to find someone. The dream became bleak and I don't remember details, but I appear in a corridor in a school or a college type building. I couldn't find the person who I was searching Okay, wait, because this is my eyes trying to see the computer. I was searching for an old friend. I couldn't see where he is, and I decided to give up and go. On the way out of the hall, I saw a girl standing near the wall giving out brochures, and a young guy passing by and made fun of her, and he said to her something not nice and went away. I reacted, and I caught up with the guy, took him by his shirt, and shook him, telling him, not okay, what he did, and that we have to be good to each other, and we have a choice to treat each other nicer. And I let him go. I was about to go and pack my bags to leave, and I decided to give a last try to find my friend. I put my will together and went inside a room. I saw three people having a conversation discussing something, and they were from my team in the past. In my dream, they were very tall and bigger than usual size. I came close to them and asked their opinion that if I am not there in this life, does it matter to them or not, or will their life be as usual, and how can it not matter? They were surprised with my question that I appear and ask them so directly, and then without waiting for an answer, I went further to the corridor. He was busy and focused on something else. He saw me, but went away. He avoided me. Then a person appeared near him who was his size. And that person noticed me and told him that no one is normal or perfect in this world and circumstances and asked him why he thinks he is normal and others not. My friend heard him, but still did not look at me. Then I turned and stood in front of him. He became taller, a strong giant. I opened my mouth to tell him my message when 
why I came and why I was looking for him, but nothing came out from my mouth. I felt insecure, weak, and too small. Then my voice was coming from somewhere else. I told him that he was big and great now and he is doing well, but that his words in the past and actions pushed me into a corner and shut me down and that I felt that I was, I have nothing left but to leave from his life and die. And I asked to look at this. And that before I do that, I took my last attempt to reach him and tell him about this. Then I looked into his eyes and he looked into mine and the energy was so strong that he threw me back into reality and I woke up. Thank you for reading my dream, Maria. Okay. This dream, there's a consistent thread through it. And it's, it's one, not feeling heard. You're everywhere. You can help someone else, but in your own life, you feel like you don't matter in the circles you live in. You go to your friends. What difference would it make to you if I die? You say to the guy, I have nothing left but to leave from this life and die. You don't have to die. Maybe, though, there's places in your life you need to no longer be in. Not that they don't want you in or not, but that you outgrew and you're still there. Going back to a school that's going back in time, looking for someone you can't find, that you, you don't think you matter to these groups. But really, what this is telling you is that things in your past you no longer need. Not feeling like you matter to the environment around you and feeling like, wow, if I died, nobody would care. It wouldn't matter if I died. Nobody loves me. It doesn't matter. I ask a question. I don't really even care what their answer is. The fact that you walked away before you got an answer in your dream tells you that whatever they have to say back to you, you yourself don't value. So this is one of those, I call them big broom dreams, where you get your broom out and there's, there's things in your life that you have outgrown and you're still trying to please out of habit, but you don't need to do that anymore. You don't need to please. You don't need to have to die because you think someone doesn't want you around. There's dreams, and one of them, and it happens in real life, it's a common thread where we feel unloved or that our existence doesn't matter. And in truth, your existence shouldn't matter to anyone in the sense that you need to be who you are. And the things and people that matter to your learning and their learning, when there's an energy exchange, you'll be around together. When the energy exchange is gone, you have nothing to do. Doesn't mean they're good or bad. It doesn't mean all that stuff that we've slapped all over it. But we look at it that way. We look at, well, someone. Well, who's someone? They're just another person like you with the same bag of tricks we all have. But when we give other people 
power. When we give other people power over who we are, they own us in a weird way because now we're working for them, some random person or doesn't like us. Mostly I get that doesn't like me. Mostly I get that made fun of me. Mostly I get the those things. But I want you to look at what's powerful in your dream. In your dream, you saw a guy who wasn't very nice, and you pulled him by the shirt, and you shook him. You said, hey, we got to treat each other better. But that's you pulling yourself and reminding yourself that people can be kind, and it does make a difference. And then you're going around people that you're not really sure are very kind or not. And you feel that even if you ask them a question, you didn't care what their answer was. You just somehow still have a thread in you that needs approval. But then at the end, and this is where your strength is. You tried to get the guy. You tried to protect the girl because you want to be protected in your own mind from yourself, not allowing other people to be more important than you are in your mind because then you don't do the stuff you need to do in your life. But then when you took a last attempt to reach the man or the person you were looking for, your friend, and tell him about what's going on, when you looked into his eyes and that was something real in your dream, and he looked back into yours, it felt so real that it brought you back into real life. It's like you were looking for someone who's alive out there, who's real, who can look you in the eye so you can look back, so you can be you and not have to feel like you're just dealing with a bunch of empty shells around you. We have such a way of giving our power away thinking that somebody else knows more than we know about anything. Amazing to me when people say, I feel small around other people. I say, why? What do they do to you? But it's not what anybody does to you. It's what we do to us. It's what we think about us. Why don't somebody who's very small think that They're small around people. They have a right to be there. And we admire those people. We look at them and go, God, what what are they thinking that they believe they can get that? They just believe they can get that. If you do, you get it. It's actually not a mystery. The bigger mystery is why you wouldn't. But you're on a search for real. You're you're walking around, you're looking for something real. The guy not being nice was real. And you went and pulled him, and that was real. And you said, hey, we can be better than that, and that was real. Once your friend looked you in the eye, that was real. Your friend's talking there, that was real. The fact that they all are tall and bigger than they normally are is just that you gave them more, more energy and more credit than they even know you're thinking about. Dreams. It's kind of interesting, except for the one from um, Eliana, where I, I'm going to ask about that. You know, could we be evolving the manner in which we dream? I don't, I can always go back to that. That's 
you know, sometimes you feel it's true and sometimes you don't, but they do do a lot of controlled studies about dreams. And really the best that they end up coming with, coming out with overall is that, you know, you wake yourself up and you keep a pad by your bed and you write down what you're dreaming so that you can remember those details. But to actually pull the strings in your dream on a regular basis, because I can see it happening once in a while, it's happened to me. But to be able to control that, that's another story. That's something to look into. So I hope that these have helped you guys. I enjoy your dreams. Thank you for sending them in. I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. We got a ton of questions. We'll see you then. You guys have a great Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.